Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey guys, welcome to Inverse. My name is Justin, and in the studio we have Israel and Siku and Jonathan and all of you. And we want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org and study with us in this arc, this 13-episode arc on the topic of the three angels' messages. Go to inversebible.org and you can look at the three cosmic messages, three cosmic messages. We've been looking at the book of Revelation and Daniel and mm. I think just those two books uh, thus far. And uh, we look at uh, the, the center of Revelation is chapter 14. The chap center of chapter 14 is the three angels' messages. So let's jump into chapter 14, verse 7. Uh, I think last uh, week we looked at chapter 14, verse 6. Uh, and uh, Siku, if you can read the Bible for us. But always, 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 we want to pray before we read the Bible. So Israel, can you pray for us? Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we are thankful for your word. We're thankful for its meaning and impact in our lives today. And as we study uh, the very important uh, truths of Scripture found in the three angels' messages, we just pray that you'd be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Siku, verse 7 and 12. Okay. Uh, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come, and worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Verse 12, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So I figure we start off with Jonathan. Um, like, why is the three angels' message so important? <laughs> like, we've been talking about, we've been pumping it up, we've looked at the background, we've looked at the great controversy, and then we've mm -hmm. come to 14, and I mean, there are these, what, why, yeah. why are we doing this? Well, first of all, uh, structurally, you, you already mentioned uh, the three angels' message is right at the center mm of the book of Revelation. Mm. Now, the book of Revelation has a lot to say about a variety of things, historically, prophetically, mm -hmm. the church, individuals, systems of the devil, systems of God, clashing, all these things are, are themes in, in the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus. It's, mm. it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, the three angels messages, there's a reason why it is where it is. It is here located in the center to, to uh, and you know, that's a, a lit literary, um, method of elevating something that is very important. And by putting it in the center? Yes, by putting yeah. it in the center of, because the whole book of Revelation is, 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 is built in a chiastic structure. Google it, what, you know, if you want to know what that means, but this is at the center. And it shows us that this is very important. Now, why? Because the three angels' messages is basically God's CPR for the last days. Oh, it's I like, like a last three shocks to, you know, uh, to kind of like, wake up the world mm. and remind them, you know, time is running out, there are important decisions to be made, mm -hmm. make the right one, um, and be part of, you know, the family of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah. was saying, you know, just, just, just adding on to that, you know, we, the reason why we went through all that background before, like with the great controversy, where are we in the history of the world and that kind of thing, how we got to where we are, is because that provides the backdrop mm -hmm. for this, the necessity for the CPR. Mm -hmm. Is because there is a conflict that is at play, mm -hmm. and we didn't actually look at chapter thirteen mm -hmm. at, at least not yet. But mm -hmm. it also gives a picture of what's happening in the narrative, like what's happening in the story. And by the time you get to chapter fourteen and that climax of uh, this is God's response to, mm -hmm. to to the devil's attacks, you mm -hmm. know, to what the devil is doing, and mm -hmm. he's saying before. 
the reaping, which we talked about, I think, last week, um, the before Jesus comes and reaps and we have decisions to make. This is the gospel that goes out. This is the message that goes out to the world mm -hmm. to prepare the world for that choice, that ultimate choice that everyone has to make. And mm -hmm. so that's the, the importance of this message is it's a preparation for something that is ultimately coming, that a decision that every human being has to make. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we talk, I love CPR. Is it really CPR? Isn't CPR like, isn't this CPR? Oh, well, You're actually, about like the yeah, I'm talking the electrical shock. What's the defibrillator? Yeah, whatever that is. Defibrillator. Defibrillator, yeah. 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 You, you said yeah. CPR too. So, um, yeah. Yeah. No, I said CPR. C CPR, oh, yeah. of course. Okay, so yeah, this is like his last, you know, doof, 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 <laughs> the, and before, before Jesus mm. comes. Um, yeah, you're right. We didn't cover uh, 13. Uh, so 12 uh, was the great controversy, the, mm -hmm. the meta narrative, the background story. 13 is how I see it is Satan's plan, and then 14 is God's plan. Yes. And in Satan's plan, there's three components, and then in God's plan, there's three components. And then last week we looked at in verse 6, we have the everlasting gospel. We don't want to downplay the, the importance of the gospel, but sometimes we do just because we hear it so many times. But the everlasting gospel is like constantly on replay, yes. right? Repeat, 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 repeat. And we can't get numb to the power of the gospel because that is, that is mm -hmm. the saving message. And then you have these uh, extensions uh, here in the last days of the first and second and third uh, angels. These aren't literal angels, yes. No. These are three attributes of, of the last day warning message. So today we look at that first part in verse seven, mm -hmm. and it says that fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and the springs of water. Let's unpack that, there's a lot there. Uh, we can spend a lot of time, but let's try to distill, simplify, but also get into what is the first angels, what is the, the crux of what the first angels message is trying to say. Mm -hmm. Israel. Well, the importance and significance of it, I was going to say, uh, to piggyback on what uh, Jonathan was saying, is that it's a message that's supposed to be given with a loud voice, mm. right? And so if something is given with a loud voice, is because it's of utmost importance. So Jesus is saying, whatever this message is, the message of the everlasting gospel, what I'm about to tell you is so important that I'm asking you to declare with the loud and with the clear voice. This needs to be something that is clearly understood by people. Mm -hmm. The message first begins by saying, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. So that's the reason why it's important is because he's saying, look, there is an upcoming judgment that everyone will be a part of. Mm -hmm. And because of that, there's a way to prepare for that judgment. Mm -hmm. In other words, you can do something today to be ready for the final test that is upcoming. There is mm -hmm. a cheat, cheat sheet, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. There's a cheat? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you get the answers ahead of time. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. All, right. <laughs> all right. I don't know about that because yeah. I did well You're in school. You're a straight A student, yeah. So <laughs> for me, people like me, right? So whenever you were doing bad in school, Justin, uh, and you were not doing well on tests, the teachers would say, why don't you come ahead of time and I will give you similar questions to what the test will have. Oh. And if you study those, then you will do well on the test. My teacher so, never did that, but hey, it's cool. Okay. Yeah. It's Austrian education. So, yeah. yeah, that's because you're from Austria. Yeah. And that's because anyone else? They, no. Any other yeah. shots at? We were all shots? Good students. We're done? Okay. Yeah. Are we, can I get? Can yes, I get yeah, your point. Yes, okay, yes, yeah. yes. So, so what he's saying is there's a final test which you cannot pass, even if you're a straight A student or from, you're from Austria, yes. right? You cannot pass this test. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the answer 
to how to prepare for that test. Mm -hmm. And that answer is in fearing God and giving glory to Him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that first part, fear God, mm -hmm. uh, it's the word phobos, pho phobo, phobeo. Um, I just read a book called Awe, and I think just, just, just it was, it was, it came out in January of 2023. So I'm very <laughs> proud that I read a book. Like it's, it's, it's early on in the year. I'm like, I read the book that it came out in this year, and uh, it's talking about we are all coming out of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. and that the pandemic has made us watch a lot of YouTube. And that's okay if you're watching YouTube right now. I mean, hey, that's, that's great. Keep watching. Um, but we watch our own, we are watch ourselves. Um, we are hanging out by ourselves. We've just, we just gotten a lot of, of insular, inward focusedness. And that's not even talking about the great controversy. We're not talking about, I mean, not, it, it is on that level, but this guy was just talking about just on a sociological, secular level. And then there's all this mental disease and mental illness, and mental health mm -hmm. that's coming about mm -hmm. because of people are just thinking about self. And then the external conditions are forcing you to think about self even more. And he's talking about, you know, heart rate and brain and, 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 and all, all these things, digestion, hormones, very, very interesting. And he says that as we're coming out of this pandemic, the solution to all that, at least neurologically and the hormones, and this, this is just fascinating, I can talk about this forever, but is, is about experiencing awe. Mm experiencing and, and and he defines awe as uh, as physically it's the it's the um the tingling of your uh the, the goosebumps and they're very interesting that in the middle of the pandemic people are getting into asmr a lot you know we put on the mm -hmm. you know we have these 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 beautiful headphones on and but they would listen to all sorts of crackling or whatever white noise just to get that tingling noise they're yearning for it physiologically <laughs> asmr is at its apex during the mm. pandemic very fascinating but he says that we can get it from seven sources, and I, I want you could go read, go, go read a book. But basically, through music, mm. through nature, through big ideas, philosophical ideas, through kindness. But then he also talks about how when you are um, when you see huge negative horror or travesty, right? Like you know, an earthquake hit, and like you know, millions died, or the Holocaust happened, and there's persecution, you know, or whatever travesty. At least physiologically, you experience the same thing as when you experience awe. Hmm. Like you're just like, wow, like a million people died in that storm. Like you're just in that. So that fear hmm. and awe are physiologically similar, hmm. but one is a positive t tinge to it and one is a negative tinge. But we, as human beings, we kind of need it. Obviously, we probably, we need the positive or not more of the negative stuff. Mm -hmm. But here, when, 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 um, uh, the first angel says, fear God, it's not the terror, it's not the negative, like, hey, be afraid of him, but it is be in awe of him, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where you see, um, like, you know, nuclear energy at its purest form can do all this wonderful stuff, but in a, a mismanagement of energy can eradicate humi uh, humanity. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're very careful around nuclear energy. Oh, kind of a similar thing, when you're, when you're next to a lion, the lion, just with the tip of a, of a thought can just like, you're dead. But at the same time, you do want to like, you know, hug it. I don't know, I do. Similar kind of, there's a fine line between mm -hmm. the two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and saying we're at least psychologically and sociologically getting back to a place where we make mm -hmm. God the center. And it's, it's, you know, I think when we, we've gotten, because of media, because of television mm -hmm. and all of these different things, we've gotten used to, and society, we've gotten used to a certain picture of Jesus as, the cool guy, you mm -hmm. know, that you want to have at your party because mm -hmm. he can turn, you know, water into wine. Jesus in jeans and yeah. flip-flops, yeah. Yeah, and, and all of these different things. Yeah. 
But, but when you read scripture and you read especially certain portions of the Gospels, you see that, like, I mean, Jesus was able to literally calm the storms yes. and the seas who yeah. in all of their force were seeking to rebel against his word. He was able to calm that immediately just with the power of his word. Mm. He was able to cast demons out of people that did not want to leave, right? I mean, this is the kind of power that Jesus had. It's, he was able to create the world with just the power of his word. Mm. I mean, nature understood the thought of God. This is how magnificent and huge and big he is. Mm. And so even though Jesus is a friend of sinners, we interpret friendship as being like a cool companion homie when, when that phrase is intended to be that he's kind to sinners. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that scripture is trying to remind us of. There is a judgment. Jesus is going to be at the judgment. God the Father will be at the judgment. They are on our side. But it is an examination. Mm -hmm. And they're doing every, and the way to approach life is not to try to see if we can talk to Jesus to get us out of the examination. The way that we should approach life according to Revelation is, no, we need Jesus to help us pass this test and we can pass the test with his help. I was gonna say um, on the fear thing too, <clears throat> that just, just kind of with what Israel was saying, that we've lost a sense of awe mm. about God yes. um, and kind of humanized him, you know. Um, whereas the Bible says the that... sacred has gone and it's common. Yeah, common. we have made mm -hmm. it common. And whereas the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? And to fear God, to, to see God for who he truly is, mm -hmm. right? Because so when you're describing this experience of awe, it's about seeing something and, and what you see, it reacts upon your person, right? Mm -hmm. it, it changes your constitution, your physical constitution. And so this fear of God, it begins with who God is mm -hmm. and seeing a true picture of Him mm. actually transforms me, yeah. like mm -hmm. it changes me. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that the necessity that, the, the first thing that I see this calling us to is to behold God. Mm -hmm. As we behold Him, it, it changes our mm -hmm. response. Like it, it results mm -hmm. in an experience of awe Mm -hmm. towards God, right? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, sorry, but what, what it will result, after we see God and we have this fear, this awe of Him, it says then we give glory to Him. Mm -hmm. like, so first we see Him for who He is and then we respond. Once we acknowledge that, we, right. the glory yeah. should come out naturally. Right, right, giving right. Glory it's a, to it's him. a response mm -hmm. to what mm -hmm. we have experienced in seeing mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say something very similar, that is we acknowledge who God is, we, we, we respect Him, we see Him, in truth, uh, and this, this is a call for a loud proclamation of the truth about who God is, because this kind of fear, this kind of awe of God is not the standard in the world. People have very often very negative responses to God or, or no response at all, but when truth about Him is proclaimed, and this is where the glor giving glory part comes out, if we give glory, if we experience God individually and give glory to Him, this is not just saying, I praise you, Jesus, in my prayer time or in, when I sing or in church, but this is living a life where God is acknowledged mm -hmm. all the time, mm -hmm. where there's no glory to me, all glory goes to Him. Mm -hmm. And so and when we do that, we proclaim, you know, who God is to this world. And the call is here, this is a call for a decision for us, but also a call uh, for us to be used by God to proclaim to the world, the hour of judgment has come, it's time to make a decision. Worship Him, 
Worship Him. Focus on Him. And, you know, when you think about what worship is, it's more than a church service. Worship is your whole life. Yeah. It is, you know, who do I go to for what I need? I need life. God gives life. I need change. God gives transformation, salvation. All these things come from God. So this call is a call to make a decision individually, but then also for us to be part of the call to the world to make a decision to come to Him in, at this time of our history. Siku. Let's say in this verse, we, yeah. like we have, we have fear God, mm. like you, you look at who God is, mm. right? And it results in when you see in God, give glory to Him, and then it says, worship Him mm -hmm. for, the hour of, for the hour of His judgment has come, and say, worship Him who made mm -hmm. heaven and earth, the sea, and all that. It mm -hmm. goes back to this picture of who God is yes. as Creator. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like seeing God as Creator, like understanding Him and, mm -hmm. in His power, um, and, and this fear of Him, they're, they're Sorry, I see kind of a chiasm in here. <laughs> like right. ideas the that are ideas that are mirrored within the same text, mm -hmm. right? You have this idea of of God and the the awesomeness of God, and then God in His creatorship. If you look all throughout the Old Testament, when He talks about God being worthy of being worshipped, God who is like unto God, the quality it consistently points out to is He is Creator. Yeah. He created. He created. He created. It sets Him apart from everything else, mm -hmm. right? And from anyone else. And and you have that presented here. And if we see God for who He is, and it, there, there is a, a fear element, an awe element mm -hmm. that goes with that. And the giving glory to Him, and going with what John was saying, the giving glory to God and worshiping Him is not just a worship in worship service, right? right? Like what Jonathan was saying, it's, it's a, a life that mirrors the glory mm. of God that yes. we see in who He is, mm -hmm. right? And that becomes a life of worship to Him, a witness to other people too of who God is. So I want to ask this question, okay, because uh, and I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And, and so, um, so uh, hey, I, I agree with that. We've got to see God. What does that mean to see God? Mm -hmm. Because I find, and I find not just only in the, in, the, in the younger generation, but also in me. And coming out of the pandemic after watching, I watched all of YouTube, you know, from, from <laughs> you know, all of 99 <laughs> to 2020. I've watched it all. And uh, there's like nothing new under the sun. Like it's the familiarity with life. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so you see, you know, stars and, and new planet. Well, I saw all of them. Mm -hmm. New animals and nature. Well, I saw all of those. Um, and, there, and it's just that, that, like, do I go to church? Mm -hmm. And then when you go to church, is there awe? That's, we call it worship, but often it's not worship. So we, we sit through a boring, quote, service, listen to another boring whatever. Mm -hmm. We come out and like, all right, I tolerated that. We, sometimes we open the Bible and, you know, we're going through First Chronicles chapters 1 through 7. We're like, what in the world? Um, and it's just everything's blasé. Everything's, mm. yeah. and I don't know if, you, if, I don't know if you all can identify. If you can, let us know what you're, you're thinking out there. But how can we get back to, which I've, I, I really feel. Mm -hmm. First, the first angel's message is saying, get back to, like all these elements, fearing God, and you guys were mentioned, is, is we distill that it's back to worship. True, right? Mm -hmm. True worship. Uh, how? And I, and I agree, seeing and yeah. getting back to basics and whatnot worship. But how, how in the, in after, in the YouTube culture? We'll go to Israel and then, and then Jonathan. Sure. Yeah, the, it's a funny story that, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but Albert Einstein, someone went up to him, young guy, he was like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm a student of physics. 
and he's like, what do you do? And the guy's like, oh, I studied physics last year, you know? And and it's just this idea of us, you know. <laughs> so us, Einstein? Huh? You're so Einstein? Yeah. And, and it's just this idea of the fact that we, it's easy for that which is awe-inspiring because we get a lot of it for us to turn it off mm. and think, oh, there's nothing significant about this. Mm. Like for me, one of my favorite things uh, is in, in nature is the bald eagle. You know, it's the it's like the picture of America and all this stuff, right? <laughs> now, when I when I grew up, when I was growing up, the bald eagle was an endangered species. It, you know, and so we grew up listening to stories about the bald eagle and how it was almost about, you know, to be extinct and so forth, you need to protect it. Now, when I live in Michigan, there's actually a bald eagle that you lives. You still live in Michigan, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When I moved to Michigan, okay. I saw bald eagles. <laughs> okay. there's, there's, there's a bald eagle that lives right by my house. Uh-huh. And it just flies around. There's a, there's a, there's a river and they eat fish and it, it, it circles around. And the crazy thing about this bald eagle is that every single time I drive home and I see it, I don't see it every day, but I see it, if I'm looking for it, I'll see it once a week, you know? Every time I see it, it's inspiring to me. Mm. The same bald eagle. Why? Because I'll look at it from different angles, mm -hmm. you know? Sometimes you see it soaring through the air and you think like, man, it looks beautiful, this is crazy. Sometimes you, eat, you see it eating something and you see it, it might be beautiful, but it's also vicious, mm. right? You see it walking and you think, it walks funny, right? It doesn't walk like it flies. I mean, you look at you look at different aspects and mm -hmm. angles at this bald eagle, and to me, no matter how many times I've seen that bald eagle, every time I see it, mm. every time I pull over, and I just sit there and watch the eagle until it flies away or until it leaves my sight or whatever. And I think that many times we come face to face with opportunities to see God in His Word. Mm. And there's a lot in there to see if we pause and read and contemplate. Mm. The love of God, the power of God, who God is, will never get old if our minds are not so dull that it, you know, we come to the conversation with Einstein, we'd be like, you know what? I studied physics last mm, year. Yeah. I know what the love of God is. I understand what love is. Mm. The more we contrast who God is with who we are, yeah. the more beautiful He becomes. And I think mm. the reason He isn't as beautiful to us is because we don't take the time to see how is God so different mm -hmm. from me. Ooh, that's a lot. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that was really good. good. Um, I, and I think going along with that, I, uh, for me personally, I've had moments where I, I went with Solomon or you on you know during the pandemic of like <laughs> what what does anything matter anymore? Everything's yeah. boring. But um, and even Bible study, you know, not getting any out of it, but. I've noticed that the more honest I am with God in my, in my time with Him in prayer and, and in studying the Word, total honesty, and I think that goes along with total surrender as well, we, th the more I let Him into my, my life and let the Word penetrate my life and, and, and you know, call things out, change things, whatever it is, the more it becomes real beyond just reading it, but really letting it digest um, and letting Him do His work in me. Uh, and being just totally vulnerable and honest with Him, the more in awe I am of Him. Mm -hmm. And it is out of that experience that I experience, that I come out revived, you mm -hmm. know, revived and reformed. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's really, uh, and this goes along with the judgment, I think, as well, because in the judgment, what matters is, are you spending time with God? Are you walking with Jesus? Mm -hmm. That's what gets you through the judgment, mm -hmm. uh, you know, safe. And uh, I mean, I'm amazed at this conversation because 
that's all of that is in that verse. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and even that is leaving me now in awe because we are letting it hit our hearts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, when you asked awesome. about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you asked about, uh, you know, having watched all of YouTube, right, there's nothing new under the sun. Automatically, my mind goes to Solomon, who experienced everything they could, he could experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he the original had, YouTube watcher. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he had all the resources available to him to experience, not just watch it, but mm, experience yes. it. Like, I mean, and until there was nothing new under the sun for him. Yeah. But at the end of the book yeah, of Ecclesiastes. Okay, let's go there. Here we sister. go. Right. Let's go there. That's I awesome. Mean, Bring it home. Preach it. <laughs> okay, now I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> no, just do it. <laughs> but Ecclesiastes chapter 12, right? 12, like, Ecclesiastes 12. Mm -hmm. Yep. And verse 13. Verse 13. Yep. He ends after talking about vanity of vanities, mm -hmm. after going through all these experiences, after seeing, mm -hmm. he says, let us hear the conclusion mm. of the whole matter. Mm -hmm. And this is the conclusion, and it mirrors exactly <laughs> Revelation 14. He says, mm, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. Like this is where it's at, for God will bring judgment again, for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Mm. So after Solomon has gone through all of YouTube, he gets to the conclusion, he finds that at the end of the day, this having this awe-inspiring or I would say awful, but in the old sense of the word, like this full of awe, full of awe mm. experience with God. Mm -hmm. That is that is where it's at that for humanity. Life. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that is the goal. That's the ultimate, you know. And I think practically, Tom, practically, how do I actually experience this? Mm. I mean, Israel, I think, hit a really practical point on just pausing, mm -hmm. pausing to allow the awe to happen, mm -hmm. you know, because you can pass by something beautiful all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times, like driving to work, I drive to work and most days I get to see the sunrise. And a lot of days I'm so busy driving to work that I don't see the sunrise, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But you have to actually pause, pull over, stop and look at the sunrise. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, that thing behind your neck, like that, mm -hmm. whoa, like you get to experience it. And mm -hmm. in our study of God's word, like literally, actually pausing, not just rushing through scripture, rushing through our, quote, worship experience, but pausing to allow what we're reading to mm -hmm. impact us, mm -hmm. you know? And maybe that's counterintuitive for our generation, which is all about the microwave, you know, give it to me now, give it to me fast. Yeah. But there's, a, there's an element of, of stopping, of slowing down in order, in order for that experience of awe to, be, mm -hmm. to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think I would argue that unless we get to that point, we have not worshipped, mm -hmm. you know, because that's the that's whole so point. True. When you go to, when you go to the life of of, of Abel, you know, worship had. In, if you if you read Hebrews chapter eleven, which we don't have time to do, but worship caused there to be something, a significant change that caused them to be righteous, mm -hmm. and it will do that if we pause, as she said, if we pause and allow it to affect us, yes. then and only then can it be true worship. Mm -hmm. You know, my takeaway from what you guys are talking about, this is this is awesome, mm -hmm. awesome combo. Um, what we don't rush into is what we worship. Mm. Wow. And it's like we're, we're, we're constantly rushing throughout the day, or even rushing through worship, mm -hmm. yeah, to get to the thing. And then what is it, that thing that we don't, we're not rushing through? Is it, is it, is it lunch? Like, you know, on, 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 uh, after worship, is that what you slow down for? After you rush through your traffic and you're getting to work, it, you that which you're work. not rushing into, that's what your life is what you're choosing for life. Yeah. Mm. And that what we pause for, uh, that's what we get to. 
we need to calibrate our lives back to God. That's the first angel's message, back to worshiping God. And that doesn't mean just going to church or going to some of these services, although it, it, it involves that, but it's not only that. And I know that's a, that's a sobering message for me after watching all of YouTube. Hopefully you have had that same sentiment after listening to our conversation. That's our prayer. Hopefully that's yours. We'll see you next week as we look at more elements of the three cosmic messages here on Inverse. See you next week. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is inverse.